Uh, what's up, film fans, and welcome to another episode of What the Flick, the podcast where we rewrite movies we haven't seen based only on the poster. We are your poster boys. I'm. S- I forgot my own name for a second. I'm Matt. And I'm uh, the monster, not Fr- Dr. Frankenstein. I'm his monster, to be clear. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Mac is the doctor. Whatever. <laughs> Mac's brother is the doctor. Yeah. And his parents are both very disappointed. <laughs> Please, my father was the was the bride of Frankenstein. I'm just Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> Mac's mum calls him Helen's monster, but <laughs> Helen. <laughs> I don't know what your mum's name is. I just thought of a lady. Okay. Thought you were implying it was my partner. And even if I didn't, I wouldn't have doxxed your mum. And I'm Mac. (laughs) This week we'll be figuring out what the hell happens in The Bride of Frankenstein. What the flick, what the flick, we don't know what a movie is Gonna tell you what we think it's about with the help of the post we'll figure it out What the flick, what the flick, gonna write a film that already exists We'll be doing it better cause we're so cool and back to two years up in school What the flick, what the flick, we're never gonna watch that shit Got better writers than Steven Spielberg and directors are all done nerds What the flick, what the flick, that's the name of the podcast It's almost time to make some noise, it's time for the poster boys So what the flick Hey, that's the earliest riff we've ever done <laughs> Yeah, a pre a, a mid introduction riff. Uh, Matt, do you know what vulture bees are? Vulture bees are they bees that fly around like a flower until it dies, and then they go and have a go at it. Do you know what, Matt? That's a very very good guess, but you're actually going. You, you've not been as simple enough as it could have been. They're just bees that make honey out of dead animals. Oh. Fun. I didn't know you could do that. Nor did I. And let me tell you, Matt, it's been an upsetting discovery. <laughs> and you know what was the only thing I found out today? More upsetting than vulture bees existing. What's that? Is that you cannot buy vulture bee honey anywhere. That was, that, that, I was, that that was, was literally <laughs> going to be my next question. Of course. Is the most upsetting thing to find out is that they apparently struggle to make honey out of meat. So uh, they actually rarely have enough to go around the hive. So therefore, it's it's kind of those things humans don't take their their honey because they would be essentially eradicating the species. Aha, uh-huh, I see. Uh, uh, do you know what, Matt? This is just a real sign of who I am as a man. But I was spending a long time thinking, would this be a good way to get away with a murder? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> to be able to, like kill someone and then just release a load of vulture bees into the room. Imagine if that was how they killed JFK. <laughs> Instead of shooting him, they just released a cloud of vulture bees which descended on him, picked his head clean, and then just left a skull. Yeah. And then... And flew off again. Every president since then, their first day of the Oval Office has had a a slice of JFK honey toast. Yeah. (laughs) And the spirit of JFK possesses them. And we've only... We've had the same president since 1960. Whatever the fuck. Yeah. Three? Yeah. When was the JFK session? You'd think I would know based on how much I talk about it, but I don't. Yeah, you do love to talk about JFK getting his head blown off. I would like to put it on record that I think all the American presidents are bad. But Oh yes, but of course they are. Objectively, yeah. the three most interesting ones are Billy Big Time, Bill Clinton. Yeah. JFK and Theodore Roosevelt because he's the one that believes Bigfoot is real and also there's a picture of him riding a moose and I think those are just that alone is worth talking about you know that is pretty cool wasn't and it didn't Andrew Jackson wasn't he the one who like was constantly dueling and killing people <laughs> yeah. for like minor infractions I think Andrew like it's one of those crazy things to say but I think it's just recency by the fact that we've lived through Trump but I think Andrew Jackson is actually, like, the worst president. I think he is just, like, an absolute legit psychopath. Like, I think he was just constantly just murdering people on a whim. Yeah, he <laughs> just didn't have access to drones. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. Is- somebody should write that book. Somebody who, know- somebody who knows history, write a book called What Would the Presidents <laughs> Have Done If They Had Drones? <laughs> and just go through each one, what we know about their personality, and make just make educated guesses, you yeah. know? I'd be a good um, spin-off podcast of just every week doing what would happen if this celebrity had been president in 2016. Yeah. <laughs> just going through it. What would Michael Owen have done? The, the new <laughs> podcast that we're pitching called Give Him a Drone, where every week we give a different, you know, famous face from history uh, the ability to carry out tactical strikes on foreign nations, and we see what they do with it. Yeah. I reckon most of them probably not good things. Probably. That would be a great podcast for Barack Obama to do. 
tell you, I found out Bill Clinton had a podcast. I'm 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 stunned that Barack Obama doesn't have one. Yeah, and I think he should have. Give him a drone. And he brings like all of his famous mates on, and he's like, "Well, David Letterman, what would you do with a drone?" And he just asks them. Yeah, Letterman's like a prop. He just brings, rather than guessing, he just brings on the famous person. Yeah, well, David Letterman. And he's like, like, "What would you do with a drone?" I was like, "I'd probably just, you know, take some nice videos of, you know, my house and things like that." And Obama's like, "No, you wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't. <laughs> no, no, you wouldn't. Any normal person would obviously send a strike to another country." <laughs> You bomb Iran like any sane person would do. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> I think, no, I think, no, he definitely did that. It's very funny to be afraid of the Barack might sue us. Yeah, if B- Barack, if you're listening to this. I mean, what's funnier, if Barack sues us, but not because you said he bombed Iran, because I didn't name him three most interesting presents. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'll ride a moose. Uh, just give me time. I'll get up one. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'd love to see Barack Obama riding a moose. So would I. Hey, Matt, That'd be great. What are your thoughts on the Bride of Frankenstein? Is it funny to do the Bride of Frankenstein before Frankenstein? I think so. Well, I just don't think we can do Frankenstein. Yeah. Right? Because fucking everybody knows how Frankenstein goes, right? Nuts bloke puts a load of bodies together, electrocution, he's alive, he's alive. Turns out he's a bit mental. Ar- yeah, exactly. Well, and then, yeah, and then he has to be. Uh, you know, they hunt him down, right? Yeah. Apart from in Son of Frankenstein, where they do put in on the Ritz first. <laughs> Is that true? That's true. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> Son of Frank, Young Frankenstein. Sorry, oh, yes, of course. The Mel Brooks yeah, yeah. movie. Yeah, I have. Where they that. do the famous putting on the Ritz. So, yeah, I just don't think like Frankenstein, of all these horror classics, right? Yeah. Frankenstein, The Mummy, Dracula, will you'll never do because just we know too much yeah you know through osmosis you know the general just yeah and i've also now seen dracula the 1930s one thoughts it's not very good yeah all right let's move on (laughs) (laughs) i think we talked about last week let's look at this bloody poster it's poster time in keeping with what the flick tradition this poster comes with an absolute shit tagline. <laughs> well, and I love what they've done here is that they've incorporated the title of the movie into the tagline. Yeah. Because it says, who will be, then in quotation marks, the bride of Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. And then underneath it says, who will dare with a question mark. But I feel like there should be a question mark after bride of Frankenstein as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's two sentences. Not well, Matt. I don't know if you've noticed. But you notice what's behind Bride of Frankenstein on Frankenstein's head is a giant, it's a balloon, it's a giant question, mark. question mark. Yeah, so maybe that is the question mark included. But it does also look a bit like it's attached to Frankenstein's head, doesn't it? No, you can see that it sort of comes from. It might be attached, like the string might be coming. You know, he might be clamping the string mm. between his buttocks. Right? Ah, yes, of course. And it's sort of floating up behind him in that way. But then there's also there's also two ladies, mm-hmm. one who's got her hair sort of really like up above her head in a kind of Jimmy Neutron style yeah. thing, and the other one who's got normal lady hair. You know, it's yeah. long and it's down to her shoulders. Yeah. Um, and then in the middle, there's a Frankenstein. Mm. Right. So who would be the spider Frankenstein? Is seems does that seems to be the big question that we're asking? Yeah. I will say uh, the lady on the left with the Jimmy Neutron hair does have the classic um, white streaks in it that you get from electrocution that they would imply from like cartoons and old movies. That's true. Or maybe from being frightened. Yes, yes, very much so. Right, because that was the other thing that they used to do in mm-hmm. the olden days is if you got frightened enough, your hair would go white and it would stand on end. So either she's been electrocuted or frightened. Yeah. And the lady on the left is doing a penguin impression, seems like. Yeah. What? She's kind of got like her hands out to the side like flippers and she's kind of like... Got a head up a little bit. It kind of it, it looks like what you would do if you were doing an emperor. It looks like Dick Van Dyke, you know, in <laughs> Mary Poppins, where he's following the penguins yeah, yeah, around, yeah. right? I will say for people who can't see the poster, imagine what Frankenstein looks like. You've got it, right? <laughs> what, oh yeah, yeah. What, it's the classic. Yeah. It's the classic Frankenstein. One woman looks huge like huge forehead. Yeah, bolt in the neck, big bolt on the neck. One woman looks like imagine a typically attractive nineteen thirties lady. And the other lady looks like a typically attractive 1930s lady who's put very little effort in at a Halloween party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I wonder if 
the you know it being the question right mm. who will dare to be the bride of frankenstein let's find out on the f- first ever dating reality show Yo, man, that's exactly what i was thinking about bride of frankenstein and it's a rocker love situation <laughs> Do you know what i was thinking of which is crazy i was thinking for some reason, the Who Will Dare line really made me think of Fear Factor. And I was imagining... Oh, yeah. I was imagining it's like a Fear Factor situation where it's like someone like uh, a famous, uh, beloved, beloved co-podcaster, Joe Rogan, who, who is um, putting these... Yeah, who we'd love to have on the show. <laughs> yeah, I think he'd have tremendous... Great respect for Joe Rogan. I'm sure Joe Rogan would love what we stand for. Oh, yeah. Uh, do, you know I, do you know what my favorite bit of the episode with us and Joe Rogan would be, right? It would be us being like, and anyway, and then Sean William Scott's in the Matrix for some reason, and he just would be like, you guys seen this video of this shark in Australia? And I'd be like, shut up, Joe Rogan! Stop your fucking anecdotes about things that aren't important! We're trying to come up with a stupid film, and he's like, there's a shark... Stop sh-. doing tangents! That's not what we stand for here on What the Flip. But he's like, there's a shark, right? And it's so big that the left are afraid of it. And I'm like, oh no, you're talking about Joe <laughs> Stop fucking talking about it! I feel like Joe would respect our values of not working out, listening to scientists, respecting women, yeah. and not looking like a thumb. <laughs> <laughs> that's his big thing he stands for all his bios on social media you look like a thumb you get the fuck out of here don't follow me thumb boys <laughs> he's never watched a spy kids film because he knows that there's thumb people in or it. looked in a mirror <laughs> <laughs> horrified yeah that's a much more blood end to that riff I think, but a much more accurate one <laughs> yeah anyway yeah joe retweet us you fucking thumb. Yeah, so I think it's Joe Rogan doing a, a game show, right? Where the yeah. two women are competing to win a right to go on a date with Well, I feel like maybe these look like the finalists, you know? Yeah. And before that, there's a kind of a whole roster. And each week he has to, you know, they do dates and they play games and they do like a who dares wins kind of thing. And he gives like a, instead of a rose, he gives maybe a bolt to each of them. He just gives a bit of his body that he's upgraded that episode. Yes. Yeah, that's great. He gives like a finger. Oh, what if this, Matt, right? What if it's this? There's a whole load of like, you know, like um, individual episodes and it's all leading up to this finale, right? Where every episode there's like four potential partners, right? Of, ver- of yeah. varying genders and races, because it's Frankenstein, right? Frankenstein, oh, yeah. it stands the reason that Frankenstein would be made of parts of everyone, right? So yeah, and wouldn't care. Yeah, so I imagine uh, there's just loads and loads of random episodes, right, beforehand, and every time someone wins, they get to pick a part of Frankenstein's body to replace with a bit that they like. Do you mean it's there? Maybe like I think he's a oh, great guy, but I think he could do with a better chin. And then like someone picks the new chin form, and then at the end mm. of the season, they're like the perfect amalgamation of what. Fr- so it's kind of like Rock of Love meets Fear Factor meets. <laughs> The Swan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, kind of. Do you know of The Swan? That terrible, like, horrendous one-season TV show where they made women compete for plastic surgery? Yeah, no good. Uh, one of the worst. But the difference is Frankenstein is literally a child of plastic surgery, so it's not as... Yeah, yeah, his whole thing is he's like a he's like a Mr. Potato Head. Yeah. You can just do what you want. So maybe that's the thing. Like, well, the characters we're focusing on are the two finalists and Frank. Oh, sorry. Yeah. And Smonster, which is his name. And Smonster. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing. Is like maybe you have a few early shots of old episodes they're in, and then maybe like figuring ways out to get through it. And then you have the finale, where at the end, maybe the finale, the difference is Smonster gets to pick, but they have to like, yeah. they, again, are just competing for the body part, or body parts that are swapped or something. The Frankenstein is called Jaws. <laughs> That's just I'd have not got I've got nowhere to go with that. That's just a joke I wanted to make. Yeah. I think it's funny that every film we do is like obviously the we're doing like, I don't know, Predator. Obviously and we all know the Predator's name is Jaws. <laughs> As we all know, yeah. <laughs> I think I was, I was, if we ever release merch, that should just be what it is. It's just like its name is Jaws. <laughs> That's it. We do need to make of the sharks called Jaws T-shirt. I think. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, right. Um, let's kick it. Oh, but let's do this early. We don't normally do this early. Who do you think the three characters are? Like, who do you think the actors are? Because I think that's good to set the tone for what we're gonna make. Yeah, absolutely. I think. Can I make a crazy suggestion for Frankenstein? But I think it would be quite good. Yeah, please do. Do you know who Clancy Brown is? 
I do know who Clancy Brown is. I think Clancy Brown would be a great Frankenstein. Clancy Brown has got a very square face. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And I think he also is the kind of person who's very good with multiple different haircuts and facial hairs and stuff, right? So you could kind of do whatever yeah. you want to him. Like, have you ever seen Clancy Brown when he's kind of got like a bit of like a Big Lebowski haircut? I haven't. Oh, really. like he looks real good. Like real, he really suits it. Like, mm-hmm. but I think that I think that is the kind of like he seems the kind of person who's like stock standard. He's got he can be Frankenstein, but you could style him yeah. elsewhere. Do you know what I mean? There's Clancy Brown long hair there. Oh, long hair Clancy! Hell yeah! Yeah, yeah. So I dig it. Yeah, so I think Clancy Brown for Frank personally. What if Frank starts out the movie as like? Like a John Turturro? Is that what I'm thinking of? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Turturro's um, the guy who's in all the Transformers films and he's Jesus in The Big Lebowski. I'm just going to check that that's the guy I'm thinking he's of. He's Falcone in The Batman. Yeah, that's absolutely who I'm thinking of. I'm thinking John Turturro to start with and then by the end... It's uh, it's Clancy Brown. It's Clancy Brown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. And it means just halfway through you can just have other actors just drop in for a bit, right? Yeah. You have Statham. You can have... Um, yeah. And then Michael Sarah yeah. for a bit. <laughs> Zoe Saldana. Like, it just makes no sense, the continuity of it, mm. of how they're changing so much as the show's going on. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really good. But I think, right, we'll start with... It's... um, uh, Who do you say it starts with, sorry? You just said... John Turturro. Yeah, I think John Turturro will be in with, with Clancy Brown. I think yeah. I think that's good. Right, who, who are two main competitors then? Maybe we put Zoe Saldana as one of them, because I think Zoe Saldana is very good. I think, yeah, yeah, I think we could put Zoe Saldana in there. Uh, and I don't want to put in Ian Panettiere or Florence Pugh for the other one, because those are all my Those are our go-tos. Oh, what about Kirsten Dunst? Kirsten, yeah, I can see that. I just think they've got very different energy. Do you mean Kirsten Dunst? I kind of like early era Dunst. Kirsten Dunst kind of has a bit of frantic energy to her do you know what I mean like mm-hmm. whereas Saldana's much more like cool suave yeah kind of we could put it in or like a uh, like a Zoe Deschanel maybe oh that would be good yeah I think that would bounce off each other have like a real sort of like no nonsense kind of you know mm. that's the lady on the lady uh, on, the, on the right mm. with the penguin that's Zoe Saldana yeah very calm and collected, you know. Yeah, and the one that's and easily on the, spooked is Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, on the left, you've got the easily spookable Z- Zoe Deschanel. Perfect. Perfect casting. And obviously, Dr. Frankenstein uh, is is Jim Carrey, obviously. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Because he plays all the doctors, all the crazy doctors. No, that's just how it works. <laughs> that's how it works. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I guess maybe in the beginning, maybe it's like Frankenstein is being chased up the tower, you know, by the mob. Yeah. Maybe it's like the end of Frankenstein, mm-hmm. the, the the first movie. And they're all going, kill the creature, kill, you know, kill the creature and so on. And it's and then just at the last minute, a big Hollywood producer like jumps in front of them and they're like, stop, stop. Don't you see? <laughs> this this guy's a this guy's a money machine. We're gonna make him a star. Yeah, yeah. And they're all like, oh, we don't we are Romanian peasants, we don't understand. <laughs> and he's like, here's some money, fuck off. It's just like handing them all like dollar bills, you know. And he's like, look, Mickey Mouse. And he puts like little ears on one of them, and they all get very confused and they just sort of wander off and he turns to the creature in Jim Cowrie. He's like, now listen here, I'm going to make you fellas an offer you can refuse, you know? Wait, Matt, can I make a suggestion that I have a very good shot for this scene? Yeah. I think you have that exact conversation where he, like, offers to give them all money and Mickey Mouse ears and stuff, right? I think maybe, but this isn't in the tower, it's just in a corridor, right? And then it cuts mm-hmm. to all the villagers looking to each other all confused. Then immediately it cuts again to Frankenstein running up the stairs as if like they've ignored the offer, right? And they're all <laughs> still chasing him. But then But they've th- all got Mickey Mouse <laughs> yeah. But then what happens is he busts through the door, right? And like ten people come in. And then mm. the producer's like, Oh, that's it. That's the ten that qualifies. Sorry, everyone else. You haven't quite made it. And there, it was like the first ten that get up the stairs are in the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like the other ones all go like oh that's a shame and they all just leave and the ten inside all start like whooping and hollering and he's like just yeah. gets them all to sign contracts in so you have the double term where you think they have been like no we're not taking your money we're killing this monster but then you realize they actually have taken the monster and it's just with the first contest was first ten people to chase Frankenstein up the tower get in or something <laughs> <laughs> 
that's great yeah it's the first like qualifying round of this weird reality show sure yeah and he's like okay now everybody go back to you know he's like directing now yeah. he's like well let's get some cameras in here we'll do this all again tomorrow <laughs> yeah 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 perfect just remember your places i've just realized is clancy brown mr Krabs? yes <laughs> that's very good because i think that's a very funny frankenstein voice at the end <laughs> hello i'm frankenstein <laughs> i'm frankenstein <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay that's good <laughs> um yeah so i reckon the director sends everyone back down i like yeah and is the direct can the is the director wrote like rowan atkinson i was gonna say i think that or i was somebody like more like a kind of hollywood well i type. i was thinking because it's like a reality show right i think you would have it's so- gotta be like a real sleazy like well no good guy what i was gonna say is i think maybe it's like brie larson or someone like that right but they're just playing like oh, a, okay. a real vapid kind of like I love it, honey. Great idea. We'll run it past the execs tomorrow, but like they never actually do it. Do you know the kind of person who just really is like tells you what you want to hear, but is like, yeah, we're doing yeah, it our way. Yeah, kind yeah, of. Yeah. I like they are so positive the whole film, but you just know they're talking shit costly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I maybe mean, they're just like they're just like the on set producer, but there is like a big executive who's maybe like a more like actually twisted like now we need this shot now kind of person who you don't really see maybe they're in the shadows and it's like it turns out sure, it's like okay. van helsing or something but it's just never it's like never <laughs> it's re- <Peter> <laughs> yeah, but it's never really actually like expressed it's just there for like if we want to make a franchise you know <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely so i think you just have brie larson there. So who's like yeah who's like a real good like mean girl kind of vibe mm. She said Mean Girls, I used to be it was like Lindsay Lohan, <laughs> but she's the yeah. good one. But maybe Lindsay Lohan would, be good, would be good at being a mean girl now. Maybe. Amanda Seyfried might be a good choice. Oh, yeah. I don't hate Brie Larson by any means. I think it'd just be very funny to see Brie Larson just play someone real shitty, like a more like outgoing teen version of, um, is it Envy you call her from Scott Pilgrim? Like, just really, like... I don't know. Yeah, well, she's like the lead singer of the band, I think, in Scott Pilgrim. I like the idea of just her being like a much more like it girl kind of version of that but just cost yeah constantly with like a big clipboard and like her hat on for like just like sure. a navy cap like, yeah she's always you always got like a baseball cap yeah and a suit yeah and a clipboard but the pen is like pink and it's got like a bom-pom on the end yeah, yeah and she's always drinking like a frappuccino super bubbly and positive but then you know never like, does it anything you ask yeah well, but it always just has like that sort of complete like laser focus, like yeah. agenda yeah. of we're going to do the show. We're going to get the shots no matter what. Yeah. And I'm never going to be like overtly mean to you, yeah. but you, you know, we'll always, it's always going to work out. The stuff goes my way because yeah. I'm every, talking so far. Every idea you have, she says it's fantastic, like perfect, but never. It's yeah, just never. Right. I'm, I'm going yeah, yeah, to run impulse. it by, I'm going to run it by Mr. Business this afternoon. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Yeah. And then like, it's just something like, hey, can we just get more water in the green room or something? The next day, the water's not there. I was like, sorry, I'm just so busy. I'm sure we'll get it sorted for tomorrow. Kind of thing. And it just never. Oh, actually- no, just always passing the boat. Just being like, oh, my God. I, I uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to fire that assistant. Don't even worry about it. You won't even hear from it again. Yeah. We'll get you your warrant. Don't you? And it just never happens. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. No one. Ever, yeah. And it, everything just keeps going the way that she wants it to. Okay. So let's let's try and uh, set the characters up a bit here then. So like the two uh, contestants, so Saldana and Dewey, Zoe, as I say, Dewey Zeshadel. So Saldana and Zoe, what are their reasons for going on this? Because obviously they have to have, they both have to have conflicting interests, right? They can't both just want love because then it's sad if one of them doesn't get it at the end or something. (laughs) I think well no I think that I think that like they legit I think they legitimate all of the contestants legitimately are just wow. Romanian villagers <laughs> yeah. who are just like trick yeah, right? okay yeah that's good. and they just they go along with it because she talks so fast Brie Larson yeah and they just get swept along for the ride and they don't really understand yeah but then I think that maybe like Zoe Deschanel starts to actually kind of have feelings for Frankenstein maybe. Mm. And Zoe Saldana realizes that it could be a ticket to like stardom, right? Oh, I mean, it's just a ticket like out of Romania, right? Because she lives in like a, not like Romania's problem, but because she lives in squalor in this village. Like, mm. you know what I mean? That kind of thing. She's like, I just want out of here. Whereas Zoe Deschanel just wants somebody else to spend their time with, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. Where, yeah, again, that's a nice contrast to the two of them where Deschanel's like, I just want someone 
I just want to have someone to spend time with. Whereas Death or Saldana's like, I just want somewhere else to spend time. And you have the two contrasting thoughts then. Yeah, and they're you know they're both they're ni- neither of them are villains. You know. Yeah. They're both very like relatable characters, and maybe you can see their kind of like their home life, and uh, you completely understand where you know that Zoe Saldana wouldn't want to you know live live in the village and wants a better life for herself. And yeah. so on, you know, they're not. Then they are. They're 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 both they're both correct, I guess, in their ambitions. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you have maybe one of those things. Maybe show that uh, Zoe Saldana's family are just a bit shit. Where she lives with like yeah. lives with like a mom and dad are constantly like not like Cinderella in her, but they're just like you know. Can't. Well, just like you know, she maybe she lives with her dad who's like old. Yeah. And you know, her mum's not there anymore for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And it's just her looking after, and you know he's not working anymore. He's always just like in a t-shirt and boxes, you know, yeah, just like reading the newspaper and shouting about immigrants or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Why would you leave, Zoe Saldana? <laughs> uh, you know, you have a, you have good life here in Romania." Mm. And she's like, uh, "No, I don't. You're all I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm off to Hollywood." Just very bluntly, like, "Nah, I don't actually." Don't know if you've looked around this one yeah. this one room apartment and maybe there we could be in. like a good maybe there could be like a really good scene at one point where you know they're like and 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 for this week we've flown in special from romania your families and zoe deschanel's like you know delighted and hugging her parents and yeah they're all getting along well and then you just see like uh bogdan <laughs> yeah so it's saldana come in being like, Zoe, I hear you've made a big star in America. I come to live with you now. <laughs> yeah. I like that. She's like, fuck. I like the idea of him coming in just in full Disney regalia. Like the whole outfit. He's, is- no, no, he's still wearing like the ratty t-shirt and boxes, <laughs> but he's just got like Mickey Mouse ears on. <laughs> yeah. And he's holding like a corn dog in one hand <laughs> and a Disneyland flag in the other. And he's like, I love America. <laughs> one of those turkey legs that's unnaturally big. Like just a full turkey leg on a, a on the yeah. bone, yeah, yeah. I reckon that's good. The movie, um, Zoe Dash and Alice family are like really like like very nice, but they're just like you know they know they don't have a lot of money and maybe they want something better for. Her. So that's like the contrast of the two, right? Mm. Of like Zoe Dash and Alice has probably more pure reasons for wanting to marry Frankenstein, but Saldana actually needs out of her house. So it's like the the yeah. the the like where you find the appropriate level between the two, you know. Yeah, exactly. And it's that that kind of, you know, thing about Hollywood, right? It's like, can you find true love mm. on a reality show? Or is it, you know, is is the only way really to use to use the the celebrity that it gives you to yeah. try and find something better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it doomed right? from the and start? That's the that's the sort of push and pull mm. at the heart of the movie. Do you know what, Matt? That's quite a good analogy for that in the fact that we're doing Frankenstein and we're pulling him apart and rebuilding him, right? Yeah. <laughs> like that we've accidentally caught with it's quite a metaphor. We've accidentally caught for, with quite a good metaphor. For bloody, the, for the bloody Hollywood system. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I think that's good. Hollywood famously makes all of the <laughs> dating shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Married at First Sight is a big Hollywood production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spielberg did that. And A24, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so we see, you know, in, initially there's 10 contestants and we blow through the other maybe six yeah. quite quickly. And then it comes down to like the final four and we've got Zoe Saldana and Zoe Deschanel, who we need names for, I guess. Mm. What about just Eva and Maria? <laughs> sure. It's like Ave Maria, but just have the two yeah. a bit. And, and then who are the other two characters? Do you reckon the other two contestants? So maybe we have like just a really confused villager played by Bob Hoskins. <laughs> yeah. Who's like mid 50s, doesn't really understand what's going on. And he still keep like every time he's on the show, he still keeps trying to murder Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. Like every day he turns up with a torch and a pitchfork and he becomes a crowd favourite. Yeah. Everyone's like, ah, oh, that bloody that guy's great. Bob Hoskins. We love his like crazy hijinks as he tries to murder Frankenstein. <laughs> what what of the other ones, Alfred Molina? 
Okay, sure. I just think it's very funny to have like two like objectively beautiful people in Saldana and yeah. Deschanel that have Hoskins and Molina's the people playing opposite. Yeah, no, Alfred Molina's no, no, got no, I don't, Alfred Molina's hot. I don't with that odds, but like they're just like you know, like quite older, like well, I mean Bob Hoskins obviously is old in a very different way now, but I mean like yeah. it was like older, um, larger white men. And like, I do think Alfred Molina's hot, but it's just a very big funny contrast between the two, do you know what I mean? Like sure. the- what's his gimmick though? If Bob Hoskins is always trying to kill Frankenstein. I think Alfred Molina is like the one rich guy who owns the village, who like charges everyone taxi. He was the mayor. <laughs> yeah, who accidentally got brought into the room. Or was already so his there. thing, maybe his thing is like, he's just, he's constantly angling like the tourism angle. He's like, oh, Frankenstein, this reminds me of beautiful scenery that we have in village in Romania. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. He's just constantly trying to pitch. Where you can fly for cheaper than you'd think and stay in a, one of our many hotels. Yeah, and he keeps cutting, but like every other there's just like scenes of like people walking past him and he's on the phone to different cities in America trying to twin them with his village. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like yeah. at the start it's just like, Hello, New York. <laughs> Would I have an opportunity for you? And then, like every time it gets further, further, you see him deeper into the phone book, and he's just like, "Yeah, hello, Davis, California. <laughs> Is this Eugene, Oregon?" <laughs> Getting like to the point where it's upsetting, and he's like. Hello, Intercourse, Pennsylvania, which is a real town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just getting confused. Hello, Fort Worth? <laughs> oh, no, it's not town. <laughs> I see. Hello, Burger King? Oh, you are interested. <laughs> I'd be good at the end when they go back to Frankenstein's village and everything's sponsored by Burger King. Everything's got, like, the king crown on it, yeah. Bank- the mayor's house is, like... A mansion now, and everyone else's is still the same, but it's got like a Burger King logo on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, so I, right, well, well, they go back, they go back, and like the lake that was next to the village is completely empty, <laughs> but the mayor's got like a lifetime supply of Milky Way bars or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> He's partnered with Nestle, yeah. they took a lot of water, but now I have chocolate bar. <laughs> Everyone's like, why is the lake so murky? And he's just like, he's milk. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> I was like, you know that only keeps for a week? And he's like, mm, it has been quite some time. <laughs> you can walk across it now. Everyone's just like wafting, be like, what's that smell? He's like, they give us delicious fresh milk. And they're like, no, no, Alfred Molina, the mayor. That's not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> Alfred Molina would make a great mayor. Yeah. I think Alfred Molina just being a comedically like shifty mayor, but he's not like he's not really doing anything illegal. He's just trying his best to like make the town. Like, no, but he's famous. not. He's not like really interested. He's only out for himself. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. He's like, I want a nicer. I want a nicer house. Yeah, and you know, I'm happy to be. I'll take any deal, you know? Well, maybe the first episode you see where it's like the six people get eliminated, maybe it's, it is literally just like another version of like the race thing, but maybe it's like, yeah, you know, kind of like a a task-based race where it's like, oh, maybe you have to cycle this far, but then when you get there, you have to like make a meal that Frankenstein would want to eat, and then he gives you yeah. a thumbs up before you can move on kind of thing. And then you know, there's like another part of a race, and it's like all we things were like, it's a combination of like an obstacle course or physical activity with just getting to know your new beloved partner Frankenstein, yeah. right? Well, I think maybe it's like a montage of yeah. those kinds of things, you yeah. know? And at the time, and, and people just keep getting knocked out and knocked out. Yeah. And over time, people like identify, you see that Zoe Saldana identifies like Zoe Deschanel as her main rival. Mm-hmm. And you see uh, Alfred Milian is like, Bob Hoskins is going to ruin my chances. Mm of getting the big Oreo sponsorship if he kills Frankenstein <laughs> on live TV, you know? Well, I was going to say, you can have a nice bet, right, where, like, at one point, like, because obviously it's only those four always have to go through, right? Maybe you've got, yeah. like, a bit where it's, like, there's only two spots left, and it's, again, just a montage, like, some song over the top of it. And it's, like, Jennifer Coolidge or someone is about to finish before... Yeah, Jennifer Coolidge is a great pick for a, a Romanian yeah. peasant. <laughs> it's like a cameo of someone, right? And it's like they're about to finish the line first and then Bob Hoskins just brains them with a pickaxe because he, <laughs> for some reason... Bob Hoskins from like 30 feet back yeah. just lobs a like, lit torch. Yeah, just like smacks them on the back of their head. They fall just like a fingertip, like their hand out just like this, like a centimetre away from the finish line. And Hoskins just like trips over them as he's going in. And it's just like... Yeah. I 
I will kill Frankenstein this day. You see, like, Frankenstein sitting at the end of the thing, you know, because he's <laughs> yeah. like, the thing is maybe, like, there's not a ribbon that you have to get through to, you have to give Frankenstein a hug. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and that's, like, the end line. And so you see them coming in and Bob Hoskins is like, he sees Frankenstein and he chucks the torch yeah. but it brains Jennifer Coolidge instead and then he, as he goes in for the pitchfork, he trips on Jennifer Coolidge and like, the pitchfork goes flying and he falls into yeah. Frankenstein's arms and they're like, Bob Hoskins, yeah. you're going through and he's like, I will get you Frankenstein. I would be very funny that's the way Bob Hoskins is eliminated where he wins the race, one of the races, but he refuses to hug Frankenstein. And it's like, <laughs> you know one of those fights that you used to in primary school where it's like someone has someone in a headlock and they're just kind of shaking and then they just kind of fall on the ground and like are pushing their hands into each other's face. It's like yeah. one of those real childish fights where Frankenstein's like, Get get Bob Bob seriously get Bob I'm not joking get off me get off me and Bob was like, I'm going to kill you like and they're just like rolling around on the ground and then the other three just very quickly run up and hug Frankenstein. I think it's very funny if this cre if if uh Franken if Frankenstein's monster yeah is still like can't still <laughs> can't like speak. only talks and like groans yeah. you know Ugh. he's fully like obviously articulate and able to give consent yeah but just he only talks like yeah like that and like at all times where he's sitting like in a full like um silk bathrobe reading the newspaper yeah, yeah, and just yeah. looks up and he's like blah, 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 blah. yeah exactly and everyone's just like we've told you before Frankenstein you're speaking gibberish no he's like Scooby Doo everybody can understand like what he's saying <laughs> yeah. but he is to us he's talking gibberish yeah that's good <laughs> they're like you said it Frankenstein <laughs> yeah. this is like a, a Groot joke essentially where everyone can yeah. throw out yeah okay um, so I think you do that and then you say you have the Bob Hoskins one maybe he's limited because he refuses to hug Frankenstein even though he wins yeah and the other three just run up and hug him quickly behind Bob Hoskins back while he's arguing with like a TV hand or something be like I will never hug him as a monster has destroyed he's arguing with Brie Larson <laughs> yeah and she's like, I understand, Bob. Great. I love it. Great idea. Brie Larson's like, I love it. I love everything you're doing. First thing tomorrow, I'm going to bring it up with Mr. Business. We're going to get it all sorted out. Just today, I'm going to need you to hug the Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, we can't finish the shoot. And I know it's a, it's a, I hate it. I hate it. I hate that you hate it. You hate it. I hate it. We're all having a really bad time here. And I'm completely on your side. I just am going to need you to hug the, and then they just don't get in behind it. She's like, well, that doesn't matter anymore. Off you go. Back yeah, to no, Romania. She just immediately stops talking to him. Yeah. Like the sack he's out, she just like her face just drops and she just walks past. I'm like, and she just so, goes yeah. past. She's like, fantastic work, absolutely yeah. fantastic, all of you. Yeah, I think it's great that at that point, right? Maybe, maybe you kind of teased a bit of a rivalry between Saldana and Deschanel at this point, right? Or Ave and Maria. I mean, at this point, you have to say them having like no one of those real like close up whispery arguments where it's just like it's gonna be just down to you and me. And let me tell you, when it is down to just us. I'm not going to hold back. I'm going to do whatever I can. To get... And in the background, you can see Bob Hoskins with the pitchfork and all the stagehands. Just <laughs> sneaking. <laughs> They're trying to pull him out like 10 stagehands on Bob Hoskins. Yeah. He's like, Frankenstein! He's like firing a gun off into the sky. And everyone's like covering, covering their heads, screaming and stuff. And like, Frankenstein comes over and just socks him. Like, <laughs> and Bob Hoskins like... No, I feel like Frankenstein just doesn't know. I mean, Frankenstein's like brilliant. completely it's like Brie Larson then. Folks were just cold clocks him. Yeah, and, Brie Larson. And the whole yes. time Frankenstein stands there with his hand out waiting for a handshake. <laughs> is like fighting everyone off. Frank's just like, goodbye. Man. And like Brie Larson's just punching him constantly in the head. And eventually he just stops moving. And all the stagehands just walk off. And he's just like, again, they're still being like, you stupid bitch, when we get to this final, I'm going to win. I'm going to be the one to lick us to leave Romania. And the background, you'll see Frankenstein with the raising his hands to his head. Like, oh my God, what's happened? Yeah. And he's looking around, like crying for help. Just like, oh, maybe she's just like that's over zoe deschanel's shoulder yeah and so you're having like this very intimate like shot reverse shot of those two having this like conversation this argument you know um 
And every time it cuts back to Zoe Deschanel, there's more carnage in the background. I like the idea you cut back at one point and like maybe the set wall that was there is just not there. And it's like, yeah. like clearly like someone's knocked it over into the car park. You'd be like just like a huge hole. And Bob yeah. Hoskins is just crawling so limply across it. And it's like a big smear of blood. And you start to hear sirens and then like it cuts back and there's an ambulance yeah. and like a fire truck. And- <laughs> Alfred Melina at one point just walks up and just starts vomiting looking at him. And Frankenstein like covers his eyes. He's like, don't look, don't. Free Larson with like a clipboard like held like between his decapitating Bob Hoskins. Just like I just think the idea that she comes over with At one point she just comes over just doing a black bed liner, just unturns it and just like starts putting him in it. <laughs> just, the next scene is just the, just a, a full bend that's it and somehow the whole yeah. other background of the scene's completely the no- normal again like the walls fine Frankenstein's not there there just happens to be a bend in shot now <laughs> yeah and then she just wanders over brightly and she's like okay fantastic work today I've Zoe seen- and, 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 and Ave Zoe and Maria. and Zoe <laughs> Ave and Maria <laughs> Uh, yeah, so maybe they're the final tomorrow, you know? Well, maybe they're just like, we've got two more days then, so tomorrow will be like whoever wins the semi final tomorrow. Like, one last person's eliminated. And then the last yeah. day is like date day or something. And it's like, Frank gets to pick at the end, right? That's the idea. Or Monster gets to pick at the end. So there has to be a slightly different contest for the last day. Yeah. Maybe the elimination day one is something where like they both realize, or maybe they, they have a discussion or something where they're like, Hey, look. Or maybe Zoe Deschanel actually is the one who goes up to Saldana, right? Or goes up to Ava. I think, yeah, Zoe's, Zoe, Zoe Deschanel is like, listen, Zoe Saldana, you, you know, you clearly need this more than me, right? I have, you know, I really like this monster. Mm-hmm. I think he's great. I wish that we could have something, but I recognize that this is Hollywood, you know? Yeah. And that whenever, it's, it's not real and that I need to come to terms with that and that you have got the greater need than i have i've got a wonderful family that i can go back to mm-hmm. yeah you can win and you can you uh you can use that to get out of your situation you know mm-hmm. but i think maybe she has to also be like we're the only two that have a legit reason to leave or to win we can't yeah. we can't let the mayor win we've got to kill alfred Molina. <laughs> well no it's just like we have to make sure we team up to make sure he doesn't win essentially yeah and maybe like the the semi-final is something that's like heavily weighed in his favor or something right the semi-final is one of those you know those that gladiator thing where you're on a lake on like an inflatable log oh you have to knock each other off and you've got to knock each other into the water with yeah. the big batons maybe yeah, it's yeah. that um, it's a three-way baton fight and the last one into the lake first one into the lake gets eliminated oh yeah that would be good because maybe there's like whatever we do tomorrow we team up and take out the mayor do you mean that kind of thing like no matter what happens then they get there on the day and what they don't realize is that one of the earlier contestants who's been eliminated is on like a big spinny wheel like all the contestants be eliminated on a spinny wheel it's like one of them's gonna be added also and they're like oh Oh, shit they're like oh fuck this ruins our idea because we can't just start gag up on Melina now. Do you know what I mean? Maybe the first one it lands on is Bob Hoskins. <laughs> and you see Brie Larson just like glance yeah. towards the bin. And she's like, we better spin that one again. We better spin that one again. Yeah, she's just like doing the cut the neck gesture. She's like, nah, nah, nah. Yeah. nah, nah. <laughs> and it's funny if we just see someone that we haven't noticed the whole rest of the time. And it's just like Batista. <laughs> <laughs> it's like some fucking enormous oh it's the great Kali <laughs> it's like just some absolutely fucking enormous human right yeah I, I don't know just any like anyone at all you can think of he's massive it's Shaq sure it's Shaq that's the joke it's, yeah it's yeah. Shaquille O'Neal yeah Shaquille O'Neal is on the wheel and I, he just gets up and he's just like um very very calmly very classic Shaq's like I'm gonna win this <laughs> Like it's like yeah. no doubt about it and then like it just starts and then the three of them have to team up on Shaquille O'Neal because he's so much more powerful you kind of yeah I think that's good then instead or maybe is it good if Zoe Deschanel gets eliminated ooh maybe and then like she's like oh that's a real shame and then Monster's like that is a shame because Zoe Deschanel's the one I actually liked or something and then you have mm. like a bit of conflict there and they have like a final thing they have like a tender moment mm. and y- you know uh, Brie Larson's like, don't forget, you're contractually obliged to marry whoever wins this contest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very good. Well, maybe that moment, maybe, maybe Zoe Deschanel goes out earlier, mm-hmm. right? And 
then she's like, you know, they have, she has like a tender moment with this monster and she says goodbye to Zoe Saldana and, the, you know, there's a sort of understanding between the two of them and they have respect for each other. Yeah. And Alfred Molina, like, gives her a Kellogg's Cornflakes baseball cap <laughs> yeah. and a pack of and a pack of Lucky Strike cigarettes like from his big bag of free <laughs> yeah. shit that he's got from all of his deals. And she goes home with her family, you know? Yeah. And as she's going to the airport, it cuts in between and they have, like, the big wheel of... And that's how she gets back on. She comes oh, up on the wheel. Oh, yeah, that's good, yeah. And they're like, shit, we've got to chase her down. And it's Brie Larson, like, just furious and monster furiously chasing uh, them into the airport. And they have to do that thing where they like, hop over the barrier yeah. and they're running onto the plane. And they're like, oi, uh, Zoe Deschanel, get back off this plane. You're back in the game. Mm, that is good, yeah, yeah. And then you see Zoe Saldana going, fuck, I thought I'd, I thought that this had been dealt with. That's good, actually, because that leads a bit of more character into it, right? Where because at that point, Saldana's kind of figured out she's going to win. But maybe she's overseen the tender moment and she's like, oh, they actually do love each other. Yeah, well, and maybe also she's noticed, you know, that in the, in the, in the few days of shooting that Zoe Deschanel hasn't been around for, you know, uh, Smonster has been like a real on a real downer right yeah 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 he's not himself he's not his usual charismatic self for the cameras yeah and obviously at this point and he's she's like sort of <laughs> wait at this point who's he played by did we decide <laughs> I, I think at this point he's if he's if he's on a real downer hours it's a sad monster um oh J- i think Jill he's played by huh Jill at all I, no, I was I was gonna say Colin Farrell. Oh yeah, yeah, that's very good. Yeah, yeah. Like a real like banshee's like cozy sweater, Colin Farrell. Yeah, that's very good. Uh, and she starts to realise, you know, she's going, oh no, maybe getting out of here is not worth mm. Smonster's happiness, and also, you know, the happiness of two people maybe outweighs my own happiness. And she's sort of thinking that maybe she's going to make the sacrifice play now. Yeah. Um, and then maybe there's like a thing where they're both. In the finale, you know, mm. Alfred Molina fell into the lake and got eaten by an octopus. Yeah. Um, and it's them in the finale and it's like a double date. <gasps> oh. And then Frank has to make the choice at the end. Not- and at the end, you know, they're like, okay, well now you've got to give the bolt to whoever you're going to marry, right? The final bolt Yeah. in this. And it's like the, dun- dun, you know, the, the music, he looks at the bolt. And he can see, you know, you can see him considering. And then he pulls up his other hand and he pulls the bolt out of his own neck. Oh, yes. And then he offers it to both of them. And he's like, we're going to be a polyamorous thruple. (laughs) I'm going to marry both of them. And because, you know, that's the only way that we're all going to be happy with this arrangement. All right. Can I make my suggestion for what was going to happen? Yeah. I was going to say, it's another kind of one of those obstacle course things, but at the end, you have to then make your pitch to, uh, to Frank. But the thing is, he can say yes without hearing the other one, right? So you still, like, right. the idea is you still have to be first. But maybe as it's happening, they're knocking out. She's like, I know you have to win. I know you love him. I'm going to let you win, kind of thing, right? Yeah. But Deschanel falls and legitimately hurts herself and oh, cannot okay. finish. And Soldado's like, well, she can't finish. Like, you know, she can't finish. It's not, it's not, it would be silly not to finish. Then at, right as she gets to the finish line, she's like, I can't do this. Like, I can't do it. And she then just sits down right before the finish line is like, I'm hurt too. Uh-huh. I like the idea of being like, oh, the race is null and void because no one's done it kind of thing. Yeah, and, and maybe that's like, this is the first time you see Brie Larson break. Yeah. Character, and she's like, the fuck, you know, she like goes off yeah. chops. She's you like, know? one of you's going over that fucking finish line, whether you like it or not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just like furious, yelling, screaming, and they're like, look, we're not, we're not gonna, you know, we're not. and then maybe she's like, well, then you're not gonna like what happens next, and she calls Mr. Business. Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. This is good. Who, you know, he's always been, we've heard about him all this whole time, Mr. Business, the, yeah. the executive of the studio. And then maybe it just turns out he's just really friendly. <laughs> yeah. Sasha Bard going. Yes. It's like, oh, this is very easy to sort. This is very easy to fix. <laughs> and he's like, oh, what's all this then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. We can fix this out. Why didn't you just both do it? He's like, he's like, Bree, this is emotion. They're both hurt. This is peak emotion. You're not seeing this? Yeah, this is TV. This is Hollywood, baby. <laughs> yeah. And it's like then Frank still has to pick between the two of them, right? Yeah. Uh, and maybe Saldana then does the sacrifice player where she's just like, it's okay. I know that there's more beyond Romania now. And clearly you wanted me with her. And Frank maybe still doesn't make the choice. Do you kind of think where he's like, 
I can't do that. I can't send you home knowing how depressed you'll be, kind of thing. Yeah. And maybe then Saldana just hands something to to Deschanel. You don't see what it is. And Deschanel looks up and it's just like a bolt. Or like, like a nut. <laughs> Almost like a, an engagement ring, but it's just a nut uh-huh. for his neck bolt. <laughs> so he just like <laughs> spins it on and they hug. And then there's like a whole big, like, like nice, like love scene. And as sure. Saldana goes to walk off very sad, you see her big evil dad in the distance, like, covered in barbecue sauce, like, welcoming <laughs> yeah. her back. Come, come back home. You must you will cook many turnips yeah. for me. <laughs> and the second she goes to it, Mr. Business just steps in front and he's just like, that was tremendous television. Perfect television. You are going to be a star. And he just, yeah, he just slams the door behind him where her dad is standing outside. And he's like, come with me. And then she just like walks away. And then you have like the nice bit where they have their lovely romantic bit where they can have their open, you know, open their hearts, talk about stuff. And yeah, maybe this well, is the first and, time and Frank can say something. He's just like, I love you. Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's better. I think that's better because Zoe Saldana doesn't really want to marry. Nah. Smonster. She just wants, yeah. you know, to be uh, to be a star and to get out of uh, the, the, the village. But I think that's good. Then you can have the, a classic American thing of big Vegas wedding where you have all the characters who have been in the show yes. are like guests. And it's like a big Elvis impersonator, but it's like played by Ken Jong or someone doing the wedding. And Saldana is both the best man and maid of honor. Yeah. <laughs> and after they say I do, the back door opens and it's Bob Hoskins. And everyone tackles him to the ground. <laughs> and then like... Just before they leave, Deschanel's like, what are you going to do, Soldado? She's like, oh, I think I'll be okay. And she walks out, lowers her sunglasses, gets into a limo, and as the limo pulls away, there's like a big like billboard behind that is just like, I don't know, Bride of Frankenstein, the movie. And it's this poster, and it's Soldado. That's great. That was perfect. What, what better yeah. could we have? What better could we have done? Perfect. Well, and, then that, and that's the credit. And then fucking I'm a Believer by <laughs> yeah. the monkey, the, no, by the Smash Mouth version yeah. starts playing. Yeah. And that's the credits. And I, like over the credits, you just, it cuts to Zoe Saldana's dad and the mayor, uh, Alfred Molina, just like sitting in like a really small, you know, <laughs> airplane seats together. And they, both, <laughs> yeah. they both wearing like Disney baseball caps and they've got like a pinwheel in one hand <laughs> yeah. and the mayor's just like eating nachos really loudly. Yeah. <laughs> they're just looking straight ahead really awkwardly and the credits play over that. I was going to say, I think that's good, right? But maybe you have a bit where it cuts around to them like, you know, like looking through the in-flight entertainment. Yeah. And it's one of those classic things that you get from like old reality shows where it's a million different like shit B-movies that are starring all the different contestants from who will be the Bride That's of great. Frankenstein. Yeah. You mean, it's just like, I don't know, America's shit a sandwich and it's just like Dave Batista with his hands <laughs> in the air kind of thing. Just like loads of stuff like that. All right, Matt, would you like to hear the real plot? Yes. Okay. Time for the plot. Time for the plot. In a castle on a stormy night, Percy Bissy Shelley and Lord Byron <laughs> praise. Hang on, Percy Bissy? <laughs> yeah. Percy Bishy or Bissy? It's literally B Y S S H E. Percy Bish? I don't know. I know, I know who Shelley is, the uh, poet. In a castle. So Mary Shelley's brother? Yep. I think. Husband? On a stormy night, Percy Shelley and Lord Byron praise Mary Shelley for her story of Frankenstein and his monster. She reminds them that her intention for writing the novel was to import a moral, impart a moral lesson. The consequences of a mortal man who tries to play God. Mary says she has more of the story to tell, and the scene shifts to the end of the 1931 Frankenstein, set in 1899. So it's literally oh, a, a direct right. continuity, but it's like a bit so, like... Well, that, well that's, we had direct continuity. Yeah. Villagers gathered around a, the burning windmill cheer the apparent death of the monster. Hans, the father of the girl the creature drowned in the previous film, wants to see the monster's bones. He falls into well, a... F- there's our Bob Hoskins. <laughs> yeah, he just loves killing. He falls into a flooded pit underneath the mill where the monster, having survived the fire, strangles him. 
hauling himself from the pit, the monster casts Han's wife to her death. Jesus. He next encounters Frankenstein's servant, Minnie, who flees in terror. Matt, I might say I think this might be the furthest that we're going to get from any plot that we've done so far. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot more murder in this one so far. Yeah. The body of Henry Frankenstein, who is thought to have died at the windmill, is returned to his fiancée Elizabeth at his ancestral castle home. Minnie arrives to sound the alarm about the monster, but her warning goes unheeded. Elizabeth, seeing Henry move, realizes he's still alive. Nursed back to health by Elizabeth, Henry has renounced his creation, but still believes he may be destined to unlock the secret of life and immortality. A hysterical Elizabeth cries that she foresees death. I foresee death! That is the kind of thing they used to cry back then, though. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was much more melodramatic back in the olden times. Yeah, it's not like me now where I cry and say, I foresee a life of low income. <laughs> 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 Henry, vi- Henry visits the lab of his... PayPal.com forward slash <laughs> macaroni. macaroni prince, folks. Yeah. Anyone sends me um, a pound, I'll send you fuck all. <laughs> uh, Her- but a tenner? Oh. Uh, who knows? You might get a foot pick. <laughs> Henry visits the lab of his former mentor, Dr. Septimus Pretorius. What a fucking... That's not a real name. But that's a fucking sick name, isn't it? It is. I'd love to have it, but it's not real, so I can't. <laughs> the next sentence is very funny. Pretorius shows Henry several, several homunculi he's created. Okay, sure. <laughs> that seems normal. Yeah. I have often, I'm often showing my friends homunculi <laughs> that I've created. Pretorius wishes to work with Henry to create a mate for the monster with the purpose venture involving Pretorius growing an artificial brain while Henry gathers parts for the mate. The monster saves a young shepherdess from drowning. Her scream... Wow, okay. Real changeable vibes on this one. <laughs> he just kills every once, it seems. And then saves whoever. He's a real chaotic... Yeah. You know, a creature of chaos. Yeah, it's almost like he was born of death and shouldn't really exist. Almost like an abomination before God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the monster saves the young shepherdess from drowning. Her screams upon seeing him alert two hunters who shoot and injure the monster. The hunters raise a mob that sets out in pursuit. Captured it. God, they fucking love to raise a mob back then, huh? <laughs> yeah. they, did people just have, like, torches and pitchforks lying around in case there was a mob? Well, the thing is, Matt, you see, back then, um, a protest was a legal thing to do. Ah, Whereas now, you know, we can't possibly raise a mob. Now you can't yeah. do it. Now you can't raise a mob because the police will have you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Back in the day, you could raise a mob for anything and no one could stop you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want Better times. I don't want to pay my council tax. Better get the pitchfork. Better raise a mob. <laughs> God, I fu- I'd fucking love to raise a mob. I don't think I'd want to do anything with it, but just like raising a mob seems like a fun thing to it do. It just would know? be really interesting to see how a building, like how a a business or something would react. An organization would react to looking outside and seeing, like, and seeing a mob. sixty people with flaming torches and pitchforks. Yeah, I I don't imagine they'd react well to it. <laughs> I can't imagine they would. No. Uh, anyway, the hunters raise a mob that sets out in pursuit, captured and trussed to a pole. The monster is hauled to a dungeon and chained. Left alone, he breaks his chains, overpowers the guards, and escapes into the woods. So that whole scene there, that whole thing happened. Irrelevant. <laughs> it's just back, <laughs> back to where he was a minute ago. A pointless mob. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything worse? I guess that was just to show that he's all right, but people don't understand him. But he has also murdered two people, so... Ha- he has done murders, yeah. yeah. That night, following the sound of a violin, the monster encounters an old blind hermit who thanks God for sending him a friend. He teaches the monster words like friend and good and shares a meal with him. Two lost hunters stumble upon the cottage and recognize the monster. He attacks them and accidentally burns down the cottage as the hunters lead the hermit away. God, I was really afraid I was going to say he burned down his mate, but that's not as bad. Yeah, that would have been heart- that would have that would have been heartbreaking. Yeah, T- if he burned down his little hermit. Chum. Oh my, your favorite character is about to return, taking taking refuge from the angry mob <laughs> in a crypt. The monster spies Pretorius and his cronies Carl and Ludwig. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic yeah those are the wet bandits of this film yeah for absolutely sure. uh, the henchman depart as Pretorius stays to enjoy a light supper <laughs> the monster approaches Fine. Pretorius eats some of his food and learns that Pretorius plans to make a mate for him so Frankenstein just walks up Pretorius like oh you want some chips I'm making you a woman <laughs> you want a sandwich and also a wife 
Henry and Elizabeth, which is the fragicides, are now ma- yeah, yeah. are now married and are visited by Pretorius. So during all that, they got married. <laughs> okay, sure. Wait, you can get married. That was back in, in those days. You could get married during a light love. <laughs> That's true. When Henry expresses his refusal to assist with Pretorius's plans, Pretorius calls him calls in the monster who demands Henry's help. Henry again refuses, and Pretorius orders the monster out, secretly signaling him to kidnap Elizabeth. Pretorius guarantees her safe return upon Henry's participation. Henry returns to his laboratory where, despite himself, he grows overexcited with his work. After being assured of Elizabeth's safety, Henry completes the bride's body. So there is now a bride of Frankenstein, at least a physical form of one. Right, okay. It's been too long in a film called The Bride of Frankenstein, I feel like. To have not had a Bride of Frankenstein for We're on the seventh paragraph, there are two left, so you're correct. <laughs> a storm rages as final preparations are made to bring the bride to life. Her bandage-wrapped body is raised through the roof where electricity is harnessed from lightning to animate her. Henry and Pretorius lower her, and after realizing their success and bringing her to life, remove her bandages and help her to stand as the Bride of Frankenstein is born. Alright. The monster comes down the steps after killing Carl. <laughs> And sees his mate. The excited monster reaches out to her and asks friend. The bride, screaming, rejects him. Oh no. The dejected monster. Yeah, that's really rude. The dejected monster observes she hates me like the others. As Elizabeth races to Henry's side, the monster rampages through the laboratory. When Pretorius warns that the monster's actions are about to destroy them all, the monster pauses and tells Henry and Elizabeth, Go, you live, go. To Pretorius and the bride, he says, you stay, we belong dead. Jesus. Oh. Well, Henry... That's no good. Well, Henry and Elizabeth flee. The monster looks at... I feel like Pretorius, sure, but the bride didn't do anything. Well, man, it's about to get very confusing based on the last few sentences. While Henry and Elizabeth flee, the monster looks at him, looks at the bride, who hisses at him. Shedding a tear, he pulls a lever to trigger the laboratory and the tower's destruction. Now... Very clearly, Pretorius said, if you keep rampaging, you're going to destroy the laboratory. So where, where yeah. did that la- lever come from and who put that lever in there? <laughs> Look, every laboratory needs to destroy the laboratory button. Do you know something crazy about this movie I didn't know? What's that? You know, in the credits for Frankenstein, Frankenstein has a name. What is, is it, Adam? It's Karlov. Oh, well, Boris Karlov... Is the actor, yeah. Is that the actor who played? Yeah, but the Frankenstein, Frankenstein? Yeah, Frankenstein's name in the credits is Karlov in all capitals, whereas everybody else is just like normal. Huh. Uh, the the monster's bride is credited as question mark, which would explain the big question mark in the poster. I guess so, yeah, that's her name. Yeah. And the person who played Mary Shelley also played the bride. So there you go. Well, well, you learn something new every day. There we go, Matt. I think we did a really good job. Yeah. I liked our I film. I think so. I think it would be funny. Uh, yeah, that, I don't really feel like... I know, I, again, it's probably better to watch it than just, like, listen to somebody reading the plot while also trying to think of jokes to make about the plot. I think the guy called Carl and it's very funny. <laughs> yeah, I think that's good. I feel like they should have given uh, the bride a bit more screen time, you know? Yeah, but it was also the 30s and they, they already had commanded a woman in the first paragraph so they couldn't do it again. No, that's true. They really <laughs> had to make up for that with a little, with a little extra spicy sexism. <laughs> We've made this broad. <laughs> We've made this broad and our only thing, we're going to call her bride. It's so stupid. And we made this broad expressly to be the husband to this actual monster. <laughs> Which also is funny that at some point they gave him a friend who taught him just two words, which were friend and good. And, friend and, and good. And somehow at the yeah. end he learned how to say, we belong dead. Yeah, and he, she hates me just like everybody else. Yeah. Crazy. All right, Matt, give me a recommendation for media, or would you like me to go first if you've done off the top of your head? Uh, no, I watched, I watched The Meg today, and I enjoyed The Meg. I really like The People Meg. People should watch The Meg. It's got a big shark in it, and Jason Statham. I mean, if you go to watch The Meg expecting, halt, like, you know, an A24 film, obviously you're not going to enjoy it. But if you're having friends around just sitting there It's just shit. a fucking, like, it's a fun B-movie, Yeah, man. it's just stupid shit. And also, it's too long, but that is... Not a huge issue. A lot of good, just like random character actors thrown in. There's a lot it. of really good, like, shark business. Yeah. It's got some well defined stereotype characters. I don't hate the child in it, which is unusual. Yeah. 
Jason Statham's Statham is Jason Statham. You know what you're getting. I think I've come to realize. I think Jason Statham's actually quite a good comedian. I think I yeah. think he gets who he is. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not. So- I think he knows. I think he's become a parody of himself. Yeah, and he knows how to work that quite effectively. Yeah. So yeah, watch the Meg, and I have one further recommendation, and it might be a moot point by the time this comes out because it'll be a few weeks. But as we speak, we are in the midst mm. of a writer's strike. Oh yeah. Uh, and fucking support support that. Why bloody don't you? Support the WGA. Correct. We take the piss out of writers a lot on this show because <laughs> that's the premise of it. But we wouldn't have any film or TV without them. So, and they deserve payment. Because you know who we would have TV and film without? Fucking Hollywood executives. Uh, my only big recommendation this week is Recess Schools Out, the 2006 animated film. Oh, yeah. I watched it on the weekend uh, for the first time in a few years. And my God, is it hold up. And also very funny. And this will date when this happens. But I watched it the day of uh, King Charles' coronation. And there's a joke at the start of it where the character of King Bob hands over his crown to somebody else. And one of the Ashleys from Recess is... Say what you want about the royal family. Their personal lives are a disaster, but they're good at popping pageantry. And I was like, my God, that is so relevant to today. <laughs> good. So, in conclusion, uh, support writers, abolish the monarchy, and watch movies. Yeah, just keep watching movies, everyone. On TV, if you want. Just keep watching movies. And don't let anybody bloody have a go at you about it. Yeah. About the movies you're watching. You know? Yeah. Watch what you want to watch. And if that's the Meg and not the Godfather, fucking fine. That's cool. Now get out of here, you scamps. Man, it's a good day to be a bad boy. I've heard that. But it's a great day to be the bride of a poster boy. Goodbye. (laughs) Good night.